So hello everyone and you're very welcome to the Jimmy Jess podcast. This is a new venture I've taken on and I hope to expand it but for now I'm just trialing it and feeling my way through it. It's 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 a topical one. I'm going to try and deal with topical issues that happen during the week, whatever comes into my mind. I've no notes in front of me so I'm sort of trying off the cuff from memory. What happened this week? Today is the 18th of December 2023. We're one week out for Christmas. This time next week, Christmas Day, we'll probably be all settling down after eating the turkey. Santa will be up on his way back to the North Pole, having delivered all the presents, hopefully, and we'll be just relaxing. So today, I want to talk about a few issues that have happened during the past week. The main one I want to talk about is about J.P. McManus. What? He just dropped this on Thursday. He dropped it and it came out of the blue. It said that J.P. McManus has donated a million euro to each of the 32 county boards in the country, each of the GA county boards, to be distributed throughout the clubs of that county, evenly between hurling, football, ladies football and kabogi, a million euro. So I'm from Longford, so Longford have 21 affiliated GA clubs. They have 15 affiliated ladies football clubs. We have no kabogi, no kabogi in Longford. So I thought of the plan that if we set up a Camogie club really quick, would we get our share of the spoils of JP's money? The last, the check was already winging its way down to Horace Ivrian in Pierce Park, and Longford County Board were opening up this letter with a check. He wrote a check, yes, indeed. No transfer through the bank, nothing like it. A typed out letter, here you go, this is it, and a handwritten check, one million euro, signed, dated. There you go, lodge it into your account, Longford GA. So, as I was saying, 21 football, 15 ladies football clubs. That is what? 26 divided into a million. Each club, each section of the club is going to get in the region of 28,000 euro. Wow, isn't that unbelievable? Like, we did a fundraiser earlier in the year, and it, believe me, to earn 28,000 takes an awful lot of hard work, an awful lot of legs on the ground, selling tickets, selling lottos, all that. So, JP McManus, thank you very much for that money. It's absolutely unbelievable so the ladies club and the uh, football club in our club will be getting 28,000 each 58,000 56,000 my maths is a bit wrong so I was texting my friends down in Cork saying it's an unbelievable all this money we're getting they weren't so happy because there's a lot more clubs in Cork and still the county only got one only I should not say only and forgive me but they'll only get well only I said it again they'll get 2,660 euro piece but it's better than a kick in the arse You'd have to sell 1,332 euro lot of tickets to make that money. So is there getting something for nothing? Chip in maybe Ollie, do something mad. But anyway, it was all positive, all going great. I thought this was brilliant. I go on to Twitter, or X as it's now called, and I see descending voices everywhere, descending voices. One TD, I think her name was Jennifer Whitmore. Oh, why doesn't he pay his taxes in Ireland? Because of course, JP McManus is tax resident, I think, in Switzerland. I think he lives over there. If you're out in the country for 183 days of, your, of the year, you don't have to pay tax in Ireland. So his tax domicile, I think, is Switzerland. So that's where he pays his taxes. But of course, Jennifer says, why don't you pay your taxes? Why are you just giving money to the GA? Why should you pick and choose where your money goes? Well, because that's the law. And Jennifer, you're part of the legislature. You're a TD. You're up in Dollar and you're part of the whole Oireachtas thing. So, you know, you're the ones who make the laws. And the laws state that if you're outside of the country for more than 183 days of the year, then you do not have to pay tax in this country. But of course, you didn't take into account the J.P. McManus Benevolent Fund 
that donates millions and millions and millions to education, to uh, infrastructure, to health, all these things. That wasn't taken into account at all when she was having her little rant about not paying taxes in Ireland. But the law says you don't have to. And then there's the, what do you call it? A dare manor. He owns a dare manor, of course. He owns several cool more studies involved with that with Dermot Desmond. So there's hundreds, maybe thousands of jobs he created in this country. From small beginnings, he started off as a young lad going into bookies, and then he became a bookmaker himself, and then he got into the horse industry. So he's, he's, he's made his own money up along, you know. So, in my opinion, he's not breaking the law, and yet he gave 32 million to the GAA and Ladies Gaelic Games and Camogie in this country. He didn't have to do that, up to himself. So he kept his money, stood in his pocket, spent it on sweets, but he decided, no, I'm going to give it. So thank you, JP. So that was one of the issues. And I saw Ming Flanagan as well on Twitter as well, and him giving out those two. You know, and then there was Joe Perali, of course, he wrote about it in the paper, and he says, oh, pay your taxes, so did everybody benefits. And I had a, a bit of a row on Twitter with some lad, I can't even remember his name, but he says, oh, children with scoliosis should be treated and he should be given the money. So, you know, insinuating that because he give, doesn't give his money, that children with scoliosis. This country is rich enough that every child who has scoliosis or any other debilitating disease should be treated anyway. So that's up to the government. That's government policy. They have enough money to make sure that that doesn't happen. So that was JP McManus and his 32 million. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And then over the weekend, we had the two All-Ireland Club Championship semi-finals. And I sat down on Saturday evening. I sat down to watch who did I sit down to watch? I sat down to watch St. Thomas's from Galway against Ballygunner from Waterford. Ballygunner reigning all Ireland club championships against St. Thomas's of Galway. What a match. Ah, oh, did you watch it? Come on, a Saturday evening, sitting down watching it. It was absolutely fantastic. I've never, it was a Port Leach match under lights and it was just brilliant. From the start to the finish, St. Thomas has really rattled the timber at the Bally Gunner boys. When the Bally Gunner boys stood up and they took it and it was blow for blow, bang for bang, went to extra time, again the same again, and it was just, they never let up, they never give up after 60 minutes of normal time, another 20 minutes of, of extra time plus a bit of injury, probably 85 minutes up to 90 minutes of hard, hard hurling on a Saturday night and it went down to penalties. My God, what a way to finish a game, penalties. I still believe there shouldn't have been penalties, there's time enough to let the guys go home. 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, go home lads, rest up, enjoy your Christmas, come back in January, we'll go at it again. Everybody wins and let them win the field of play. But that didn't happen and St. Thomas's, they played them, won 4-2 in penalties. Uh, so they go through to the All-Ireland final and then on Sunday, well, Lachlan, Lachlan Gales from Kilkenny took on Cushendall from Antrim in the other semi-final. I was listening to this one on the radio because I was in transit to somewhere else, so I didn't I didn't get to see it. But Cushing Dahl took a huge early lead. I think it was one six to a point up. What the Kilkenny boys, you don't come out of the Kilkenny unless you're a very good team. Damn Antrim boys, you know? They talk about weaker counties, they talk about lack of investment. Now Antrim is not a weaker county when it comes to senior and all that, but club from Antrim coming down and putting it up to Kilkenny boys. Now put it up to them right to the very death of the game, you know? If, well, Lachlan Gales, eventually, they won out by a point to make it to the final and they'll play St. Thomas's now in the new year. But it was another two cracking, cracking games. But from an amateur sport, it was just unbelievable. I'm also watching the darts. The darts is kicking off, of course, on Sky Sports. 
I, I think maybe I watch too much sport, do I? I don't know whether I do or not. But anyway, I'm watching it anyway. That's the way it goes. And what about Sunday? Sunday, we had Liverpool against Manchester United. Of course, the correspondent fixture last March, Liverpool annihilated Man United. 7-0. They were talking about 7-up, seven 7-up, seven 7-up seven for a month. They were slagging United. So United went into the game yesterday. I'm a United fan. I'm not going to deny that. I've always been a United fan and I always probably will, no matter how good, how bad they are. At the minute, they're very bad. We're on a downward spiral. But anyway, that's the way it goes. I feared for United yesterday. I thought United were going to get beaten, maybe 3, maybe 4-0. Because that's the fairness that Johnny Evans... Raphael Fran, of Raphael Fran is a very good centre back, but he has he's only played four games in the Premier League this year or something. And Johnny Evans, he was washed up years ago, you know. And they were missing Bruno Fernandes, their captain, they were missing him as well. They have a nana and goals. Why in the name of God the bottom? I don't know. Why they got rid of the I don't know either. But again, I was in transit, I was listening to that one. It was on News Talk, it was live on News Talk. And my heart was in my mouth. Liverpool were all over United for God's sake. If I was watching it, in my mind's eye, I was watching it and I could just see Liverpool clocking up goals and goals. But as time went on, it didn't happen. United had chances then. Hoyland had a chance. Garnaccio had a chance. Fluffed his shot there, you know. But really, Liverpool should have won the game. Diego Dallo getting sent off. Sent off for what? Two yellow cards for the same thing. You can roar once, you get a yellow card. Continue to roar, you're going to get a second yellow card. It must be Quickest two yellow cards ever given in the history of the world, ever. But he got a red card, it was two minutes to go in injury time. Didn't really affect the game, but I thought it was crazy. Michael Oliver, the referee, to give two yellow cards for the one incident. In fairness, you know, it'd be like if I gave a lad two punches in the stomach. Am I getting a yellow card for each punch? Or is it just, well, that was all the one punch, really, you know? Even though I punched him twice, got away with it. But anyway, that was United. They drew, they're still not going to do anything this year I don't think but it was great to get one and then I put up a TikTok on <laughs> slagging Liverpool that they had you know seven up last year they were drinking seven up this year they were drinking zero zero you know they're cutting back ah oh, poor Liverpool fans they just can't take a bit of banter a bit of crack on the old TikTok you know for God's sake have the crack one lad was telling me you're in your 40s you ever cop on to yourself I said I was delighted that set me up for the Monday morning Lad said I was in my 40s. Of course, I'm not in my 40s. I'm a little bit older than that. But it was brilliant. And then the next comment was, a fellow says, you pensioners, if he's nothing else to do, you got to be a pensioner. One lad said I was in my 40s. Another lad said I was a pensioner. Let them off. They'll be grand. So what else interesting happened? Well, there are loads of things that happened, I suppose, interesting. If we can look back on what it was. Of course, it was a, on a more serious note then. Over in Galway last night, there was a what do you call it, a hotel burnt to the ground that was meant to um, house asylum seekers. You know, so they thought that the way out of this, somebody thought that, well, maybe it didn't burn intentionally. I don't know what happened, but it's no coincidence that asylum seekers, there were 70 asylum seekers about to be housed in this uh, hotel and all of a sudden it burnt to the ground. So that was, that was it for then, you know. Yes, in breaking news, just after breaking actually, the new head coach of the Ireland women's football team, soccer team, is Eileen Gleeson. 
The caretaker manager, she's been given the job, she's been given the full-time job. There was rumours that there was going to be a man coming in or somebody that we didn't hear of. But Eileen Gleeson, and she's earned it in fairness since Vera Powell left under suspicious or controversial circumstances or whatever, even though Vera Powell got them to a World Cup finals for the first time ever. But probably the team thought they underperformed and wasn't happy with the way she was coaching the team or whatever, I don't know. But now Eileen Gleeson, breaking news, has just been announced as the new Head coach, so we wish Ireland and the like. She's won all the games in the in the in that league that they're playing in, in the Nations League. So well done, Ireland, Gleason. We wish you the very best of luck. Hopefully, it's onwards and upward for the women's team as the future goes. And of course, Katie Taylor, another fantastic woman, fantastic representative of Ireland, a fantastic ambassador. She won her title there in in Dublin last week. So all good for women, 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 women doing doing what they have to do in sport and really making a name for themselves. Then I was watching um, Ireland's Fitness Family last night. Always enjoyed Ireland's Fitness Family. And I'd find myself jumping up off the couch and roaring and trying to push the lads up, you know, that curve joke at the end that they have to get up. And they're so close, and so close last night. I think it was the Straffords against the Murphys last night. They got to the final of Ireland's Fitness Family. And it was, ah, it couldn't be any closer. There was three up at the top of the oak finished and they had to get one more. And the Murphys just couldn't grasp on. They kept slipping, the hand kept slipping. But the Straffords and Ferris and held on and they got their fourth member up on the top of the podium and they won 15,000 euro. Dunakai Callum was a coach and Nina Carberry was a coach for the for the others. So it was absolutely brilliant. Dunakai was absolutely delighted. I don't know where Dunakai Callum gets his tan. Does he go abroad to get his tan? Does he be on the sunbed? But he's a great colour. A little bit orange Dunakai, but you love it. He's been absolutely fantastic. Will anybody watching... I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That's another thing. Sam, somebody won that. I don't know who he was, but Nigel Farage. You know, um, he was in the last three as well. And then there's the guy, John Ram. He, he joined Live Golf for over 500 million euro deal. 500 euro, 500 million euro, imagine. He said, uh, I don't know when he said it, but was it this year or early last year? He said he'd never go and money wasn't an issue for him. He was happy to play for the PGA Championship and everything else. And as soon as 500 million is sniffed under his nose, he says, all right, uh, maybe I'll change my mind and I'll take it. Munster Rugby. Munster lost to Exeter yesterday. They were 24, 11 up. And I was listening to that one on the radio as well. They were flicking over the back of the Sports. I was listening to the soccer. I was listening to the hurling. I was listening to the rugby. And I thought, monster home and hose. Bang, bang, bang. Exeter got two tries in a very short space of time. Turned them over. And they, they won a bonus point. All right, monster for four tries. But they lost out in the losing bonus point because they lost by, I think it was eight points. You had to do it by seven or less to get a losing bonus point. So that was monster, you know. So it's all... Um, it's all it's all good in sport ways. And all of what I'm talking about is really sport orientated. I don't have anything much. But it is Christmas time, you know, so it's um we're looking forward to that. I don't know if I've much else to talk to, but that that was a good start, I think, to my podcast. Um I'd love to hear feedback on what you want to hear, what what you want to um, me to talk about. Uh, I don't mind I'll talk about anything. Ryan Tubbery, of course, he's gone over to England. I don't think he'll ever be back in Ireland, but his controversy is over. Wish him the best of luck over in London. I think he starts in the new year. Alan Sherrock, she went out of the, she was a female there in the darts. She went out of the darts. And then you have Nostradamus. Like, I wonder what Nostradamus is thinking for 2024. Has anybody 
buy that book, yeah, still Nostradamus. I remember years ago when we used to be making predictions in Nostradamus and we'd, we'd buy the book and we'd look and see what's going to happen for 20, whatever year we were in. But he's probably released them this year. I must try and get my hands on a Nostradamus book now in this year to see what's in store for us for 2024. What's in store for me for 2024? Well, I don't really know what's in store. I'll probably keep making my videos. And if you, if you do, follow me, like me on Twitter, um, YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, all those social media platforms that go on there. And I made uh, videos, if you haven't seen any of them, maybe, you know, get on there and give me an old follow and see do you like anything that I do. It'd be great for the support. Um, in the new year, I'm back in college, I'm doing a direct, uh, directing course in Minute on every second Saturday, so that's going to come to a fruition in May. I'll finish that and I hope to do something in that line. I'm, I'm currently directing a play three-act play, so it's in an amateur circuit, so that's exciting as well. I'm involved in a pantomime with my local drama group as well, so I have a lot going on, um, but I would really like to try and get a podcast going, try and get this going. I was at a course in Coworks in Edgerstown. It's a brilliant space. It used to be the Ulster Bank in Edgerstown. Now it's called Coworks, where you can go and you can um, hire hot desks, so if, you have, if you're in town for a while and you want an office space where you can hire them, or if you want them along for term, you can hire them, or if you need to use your podcasting equipment in there, I'm not using the podcasting equipment yet, I hope to in the future, at present I'm just standing here in my office at home, my phone in front of me, using Spotify for podcasters, and I'm talking into a microphone, that's it, while I walk around, so that's the process I'm using at the minute, but I hope to develop it more, but I would love feedback, give me feedback, let me know what you want me to talk about. Uh, for now, I think that's basically my first full-length podcast. It's amazing when you just come out here and just start talking. Amazing amount of rubbish that'll come out of your mouth. <laughs> anyway, let me know. Give me a follow. Subscribe to my podcast. We'll see where the whole thing takes us. Maybe you'll be one of the first ones to join me. Or maybe you'll be there when I hit the big time. But for now... Thanks for listening. Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck.